Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's good. That's good. So yeah, the, so the reason I started was because um, I guess back in 2017 is when I really started listening to podcasts and I was really getting into them and learning a lot from them and just, I don't know about, well, maybe not learning a lot, but was diving down the rabbit hole and just, oh, there's a lot more to, you know, life and what other people were talk, saying just in their actual like three minute little short spits I got in, you know, news or on Instagram or whatever. So um so part of me was like, I want to try this, you know, I want to try to have these conversations with my friends and see where it goes. And, and I've always never really thought of myself as a very good conversationalist. So I wanted to just kind of challenge myself at the same time just to see if I could just do it, just see where it would take me, I guess. I hope that kind of, yeah, it kind of makes sense, I guess. But that was the main reason. And then I was kind of bored during the pandemic and that seemed like be the time to, to start something new. So that's what I did. And here we are talking with you. Wow. Wow. So you started in the pandemic and you already have a hundred episodes plus. Yeah. So I have this theory or whatever that, you know, you know, nobody likes trying new things, right? Cause nobody wants to be bad at them. So I was like, all right, so, you know, it's going to suck. My few first few episodes are probably going to be shit. I mean, they might still be shit. I don't know, but I felt like if I kept posting, you know, once a week, just sticking to the grind and following a certain structure that eventually some type of success would happen. And, you know, I mean, I never thought it would get this far. I mean, we're going to be episode 100 and something right here and here we are. So yeah, it's a, it was a lot different than when I first started it and is now, but 
Um, I'm still enjoying the ride and where it's taken me. So it's cool. And it's, it still blows my mind too. And it's so weird. You might have some good insights on this that, you know, before you and I started talking or got on here that uh, we only exchanged like a couple emails or whatever. So it was kind of like, I'm sitting here opening up myself up to a complete stranger and I have no idea what's going to be on the other end of this screen when we start talking or how it's going to go or anything. So yeah, this still baffles my mind. I think it's definitely um, interesting. It's, I actually, I think I caught your drift um, last night cause I was, or and this morning and I was thinking to myself, I go, Hmm, I don't really, uh, I don't really know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, let me look in and, and see. Um, and I got a nice vibe and I'm looking forward to listening um, to a few podcasts. Um, I feel like there are definitely some important stories that I could feel um, that have been broadcasted uh, with your foundation. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited to further listen. Mm -hmm. um, I was about to say something else. You lose your thought. I always lose mine on here too. I lost it. Yeah. Okay, it'll come it. back. But why don't you, um, before we get going too far, um, you seem to have a pretty uh, interesting life from what little bit I know about you so far. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> you seem to like have one of those stories where you went down the wrong road and then you bounced back, and you seem to be doing pretty well right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went down um, like a really, really super, super dark path. Um, <laughs> when I turned like 18, um, I wanted to, I was raised in New Jersey and yeah. everybody was so rude. Um, like just so mean and like fake and like people were always talking about people. It was like the topic of conversation. Like I just couldn't wait to get out of there and move to Florida. Um, so when I moved to Florida, I got in with like a girl who just kind of like latched on to me. She just kind of became like my best friend. Um, and <laughs> my life just started going down the drain from there. What do you mean she uh, she latched on to you? Like she just found you and just thought you were cool and just started hanging around everywhere you went? And... Yeah. Yeah. We were like inseparable okay. uh, from the moment that we met. And she was a toxic person or no? Extremely toxic, yes. She you, was, didn't, uh, you didn't know that at the time? Well, I, I, I think that maybe there was something like silent inside of me that knew, um, especially like the more that I got to know her and like the more that I became her friend. Like there were multiple times when I was like, you should probably like not be friends with this girl. But like we just had like such a connection and I was so young and I was, I guess, just looking for a direction in life. I was so happy that I had found a friend mm. at my hometown and we were doing all of these fun things. Everybody loved to hear our stories. Um, so I just didn't want to let go of that, um, no matter how horrifying it was <laughs> yeah. in the process. <laughs> so which part of Florida, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so my dad has always lived in Delray. So okay. I've been coming to Delray Beach um, for a while, but at that time I lived she lived in Orlando okay. and I had a good friend out there. So I went to one of his college parties and that's how I got into the Orlando scene. Mm, yeah. I lived in uh, six for six months in Sarasota and. Oh my God, Sarasota. Yeah. And uh, it was, it's completely different life and vibe down there compared to what I'm used to up here. And I'm like, I'm from Virginia and yeah, it's a completely different scene and it's pretty wild, but it was, 
I never really did the party scene. I was down there for a strength conditioning internship. But I would go out in like Ybor City and stuff. But then it was just I didn't really live it to the fullest extent, you know. But <laughs> it's it's a completely different animal from what I saw. But so you got mixed up with this girl. Y'all are toxic, or she was toxic to you. So how did how, what happened? You started noticing signs and started seeing it, oh, and you were like, "Nah, bro, this ain't the same for me." Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. She um she would steal my money. She would like Ooh. take my car and like steal my money. I'd wake up in the morning with like four hundred dollars missing, and I'd be like, "Yo, like what what happened?" She'd be like, "Dude, I took your card out to the club and I paid for everybody's drinks." And I was like, "Damn, dude, you couldn't have told me like." you're just going to take my card and like spend my money. Like that shit's fucked up. <laughs> um, so then I realized that like, I don't know. It was like almost like everywhere we would go, she would make me feel less than who I was. Mm. Um, so like she was very manipulating in that respect. She was really like manipulating and like trying to make me feel like I was just nothing that nothing I said was right even if something I said was right and she congratulated me for it she made sure that it was hers mm. so like nothing was mine anymore um so it was uh yeah so she just had that type of personality and you didn't catch it at first or you did mm. and you just kind of and you just kind of went along with it I, I think it was that moment that first time that she stole from me um that I was really like like what the fuck yeah um but i i felt kind of bad for her like i wanted to be there for her i was like it was like i can't leave this girl you know she's my friend like she's clearly you know got some issues let me try and be her friend let me you know see what we can do and then i think so we wound up moving to wyoming randomly to work at um Yellowstone National Park. Okay. And she got us fired uh, two weeks in. Nice. So we had, so we had to leave. <laughs> what did y'all get fired for? She was um, smoking on like a bear trail and it's strictly like you are not allowed to smoke marijuana on the park. Mm. So like we were just terminated. Well, she was terminated and then obviously I left. Um. So after that, we kind of just bust it to California. Um, and then that's when we started getting into like really bad drugs. Um, and after that, um, what had happened? Oh yeah. That's, I think when I realized that she was really, really bad for my mental health, just like she was just horrible, very manipulating, um, very controlling, very jealous, very insecure. And, she would project it onto me and it was just really bad. Um, so that went on for, that went on for like, I think in total, I was friends with her for about three years. Um, when I turned 21, it was just officially done. I hated my life. That's at the point that I accidentally joined the cult. Um, and then I, I realized that I was in a cult and I was like, well, I'm leaving this cult. I definitely ain't going back to this. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call my mom so wait wait so before you were you always like a drug person or no or did, or did she kind of lead you down that road nope mm-hmm. i uh, my mom never smoked a cigarette in her life she barely drinks um she's never done a drug same with my brother and i grew up with them um now i do have a little bit of my dad's side and he did drugs when he was younger sure. um but i think i got 
into drugs right before I moved to Florida. Cause that's when I kind of started veering into a different crowd. I was, I'm, I'm a really smart girl and I need a lot of stimulation sure. and I wasn't getting it. So I turned to drugs because I was like this life, this fucking life, it sucks. Um, so I'm just going to go to drugs. <laughs> mm. It seems like that's kind of one of the reasons, I mean, I'm not, I've never done anything Wow. Drew drugs why anyways, as far as us, you know, drinking bourbons on the weekends and a couple, cig- a couple cigars here and there. But other than that, um It's amazing. I was very in a rural area though, and I never felt like, you know, I had to do drugs or anything. And that also that a lot of people in my area who were doing drugs were, you know, basically toxic people, as we were just saying. And then you could easily tell, and I was always like, ooh, that's gonna lead you down that road. And I'm not saying anything past marijuana but it was always just you know the hard hard stuff or harder stuff i guess and yeah that's why i always kind of stayed away and I, was like, mm, I don't think that would be for me but i was never really part of me kind of was like well, what do they experience when they do it but part of me also didn't at the same time so i don't know but but yeah i could see that you know you get a new area you're down there if you're especially needing some mind stimulation that it's very easy just to go over there and try something out and see where it takes you Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, I did a lot of acid and a lot of shrooms. Um, Ooh. yeah. So I, uh, my mind is already so active and I already see so much, like I don't need drugs. <laughs> I don't need to be taking drugs. So when I took the acid and when I took the shrooms, I just, I went so far out there that like it just fucked up my whole mind and I was having like severe panic attacks um like on the normal and when like when I say like severe I'm talking like severe yeah um yeah like I I frequently thought that I was dying um I frequently thought that it was my time to go I frequently thought that God was taking my life um I frequently this one time I set off um a fire alarm with my energy um, which was really scary. Um, wait, wait, wait. How do you mean? What do you mean? You set a fire alarm with your energy? I was sitting home alone at my dad's. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden I got this crazy feeling over me. And then all of a sudden the fire alarm, it was like before the fire alarm went off, like the whole, it blinked like a light of black around the entire room and I was like oh my god what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening I thought it was carbon monoxide I <laughs> I'm naked and I I run out of the house naked okay. I jump my neighbor's fence um and you know the the police come the fire department comes and I wind up talking to my dad afterwards and he goes honey were you just like imagining it or like did that fire alarm go off and I said dad the fire alarm went off it went off I couldn't breathe I couldn't see and he said well that fire alarm hasn't gone off in 10 years and um I said well that's that then <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah it was um yeah and you just think it was your energy that set it off just because of what was going on at the time? Yeah. Yeah. My energy has always been really powerful. I'm like a, yeah. like a super powerful, powerful girl. That was my mind. So okay. if I can 
if I, if I don't know how to control that, you know, those are the things that can happen. And I, that's the only time that it's happened. Um, I think that I pushed it away for a while because I was scared of it, but I would love to learn how to control that energy that set off that fire alarm. I think that that would be really cool. <laughs> you always notice this, this about yourself, about having an active mind and kind of knowing this energy, even when you were younger, like as a kid. Um, I don't think I knew it, but yes, I was, I was always like, you guys need to be quiet. I'm smarter than you, please. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's different. Um, but... Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was funny. Um, so Nice. Well, all right. So I wanna, let's let's talk about your, if you don't mind, the mushroom trip a little bit. I mean, okay, because okay, I've I've been reading a lot more and listening to people on podcasts talk about you know um, how they microdose with you know mushrooms mm-hmm. now, or even how they kind of went and um, I don't know what's the word am I looking for, but almost saw they felt like it was like a ways or part of the way for the mind to enter another dimension so to speak. And like, you know, they saw different beings and um, had this weird trip where they kind of went, when they came back to reality, now I don't even know if it was a trip really. I don't even know if that's the right terminology, but when they came back to reality, they was like, Ooh, you know, now I kind of feel or know more about myself than I did before. And it was like a whole new awakening experience for him. Was that kind of similar to what you were getting or was this just a completely different trip? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I, my mind wasn't controlled or mature or stable enough to be going into those places. Um, with, I definitely believe in microdosing. I definitely believe in it. Um, it's not something that I have tried. Um, yeah. maybe I'll try it when I'm like 60 or something, you know, I don't <laughs> know. Um, cause I, I, I'm not going to knock it. It's not the drugs fault that I saw what I saw and my mind was distorted how it was distorted. You know, that was me. Um, so I don't like to blame things on, on the drug. Um, but it's funny. My very first shroom trip, um, it was fun. It was the funnest thing in the world. Um, I saw pink flowers around the room and my friend and I were laughing our asses off. And then it was like, when I came to Florida, and I did shrooms. Yeah. People's faces were melting like into puddles, like there was metal music playing, like it was just not <laughs> not a cool thing. And um my last shroom trip was with the cult. And you know, of course, I, I didn't have any money to pay for the shroom trip at the time. And you know, of course, they let me in anyways because why wouldn't they want me in? I'm, I've, I'm a fucking ball of energy. I am 100% God's child. So, you know, they can't take me. They, they wanted me like so bad. They wanted like my soul, I guess, but like, I wouldn't let them take it. Um, and that's why they were so interested in me. They wanted me there at like all times. So that's why they didn't really make me pay for much. Well, it's also probably because you're an attractive girl too, right? Oh, well, yes. Yes. I mean, I was, I was having sex with the leader. (laughs) That seems like how most cult stories are that I've, you know, uh, that I've read and seen before that, you know, 
that I mean, I've never really had any experience with them, but this that seems to based on documentaries and mm. everything I've seen, that's kind of just how it goes. That this, there's this leader and he's banging all the girls, while, and also has these this following that, and he's just like, yeah, follow me, and we'll go places until he rides the. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that seems like literally how every every documentary is going, and then they until they decide to do whatever they finally do at the end of it, you know, and. You know what? But all right, some people might argue with this. I think the University of Pennsylvania did a study on what's the difference between a cult and a religion, and um, the vibes. <laughs> well, that's probably part of it too. But uh, the main thing was basically that um, if you're involved with a religion, usually the leader is probably already passed away, and where a cult has not. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So, but then again, you can go down different areas with that and argue all you want to, but that was the main gist that I got from it. But, but so. A great, um, like a a great fact. Like if you ever, you know, find a religion and they say, come meet the head guy, you know, it's like. Okay. But so, so they they recruited you and your friend or just you to get in this cult? So the funny thing is. My friend, as crazy as that bitch was, and like, she knew that it was a cult. Okay. And she kept telling me that it was a cult. But I was like, bitch, fuck you. You have taken my whole life from me. I've given my whole life to you willingly. If I if I want to be in this fucking cult, I'm going to be in this fucking cult. And I'm going to go make my own friends because you turn everybody against me and you make everybody think that I'm something that I'm not. So fuck you. <laughs> I like it. Powerful words. so i i realized that they were a cult when i i realized that i was being brainwashed um they would show me like these videos and like like the videos that like they were showing me like i don't know the voices in them they weren't normal like have you ever seen a scary movie where like they're brainwashing somebody or like they're yes so that's what it felt like to me like it felt like they were just trying to brainwash me through specific waves and like specific energies in somebody's voice. Um, so on top of that, it was that shroom trip, that last shroom trip that I had with them, the leader, like the main leader, he was married. Um, uh, he had kids and everything. And when I took the shrooms, everybody looked like the leader. Like I would just like tap on somebody's arm and be like, Hey, you know, trying to reach the leader guy, you know, and they would turn around and it wasn't him. And at that point I started thinking into it and I was like, this guy is controlling everybody's energy in the motherfucking room. This guy has everybody under his specific brainwash. And at that point I was like, okay. Don't throw up the deuces. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. It was great meeting y'all, but I'm I'm out. Was it a huge cult? I mean, it was pretty big. Um, it was like sometimes it would reach like eighty people when it was like out in like the desert. Yeah. Um, But like that specific shroom trip, I think there was maybe like thirty, thirty-five people there. So this this leader was he? The type of person that you just knew right off who was trying to 
brainwash people and take advantage of them and no uh, so you kind of hit it yeah they they hide it very well that's the thing about a cult mm. the reason why i liked them so much is because they were so fucking kind Mm. They were so kind. The first day that I met them, they were giving me joints. They're like, here, take a joint. Here, do you want some kombucha? We got water. We got snacks. Somebody's about to do a prayer at the top. Here, I'll give you a massage. I'm sitting here. I'm like, this is great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. You know, I'm I'm 21 years old. I'm, you know, I'm, my brain's all screwed. I'm, I'm desperate for something. And that's sure. how they get yeah. And that's, yeah. that's how I bring you in. Um, and I just feel like nobody is that nice. Nobody is that holy. And that's how, mm -hmm. you know, like, there's, there's a vibe. But the interesting thing was I had went to a metaphysical conference and I met this guy there who, this is actually why I became a mind reprogrammer. Um, so I reprogram minds for wealth in all areas today. But um, when I met this guy, he was like a mind reprogrammer for, I guess he saw that like I had maybe trauma for, with like my mom, like maybe my mom and I had a toxic relationship and it was true when I was younger. So he brought me to this tribe thing. He was like, hey, there's like these, this group of people here. They're kind of weird but you might be into it. Like I'll bring you over. So he brought me over and then he was like talking, like he was about to leave. And, um, I was like, okay, thank you. You know, and in the car on the way home, he was like, Hey, those people, I'm just warning you, you know, they're, they're, they're not the, like the, like, they're kind of weird. I'm just letting you know, like, don't, you know, get too into them. Mm. And I was like, well, I think that they're great. So Something that I analyzed today, which was brought to me um, a few times, is I wonder if he recruited me. Like he brought me in and he was specifically like, you know, like, oh, well, don't talk to them really. They're they're not, you know, like they're a cult, yeah. <laughs> you know, quote unquote, you know. And so like obviously like the the person that he's telling this to, like is gonna push more towards them, I guess. So like I still don't know if he recruited me or um you know, they, they did. That makes, that makes sense that you probably could see that where they would though recruit you and then kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my mind around that right now. So I've never experienced, or I don't think I ever talked to anybody who's had this type of story really. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, kind of circling back though, a little bit, do you think that cult leader, you know what the dark triad is? Mm, I feel like I've heard of it. Is it You're those probably. people with orange ones? Uh, uh, well, it's more of that. Um, so certain people possess three different traits or, for their personality. And mm. it's called, say, I can't even say the word this morning. Psychopathy. There we go. Psychopathy, uh, narcissism, and Machiavellianism. And it's basically where, obviously, that they take advantage of people. They don't really empathize with anybody. And, um, you know, they're always watching out for number one. And so it seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of people say CEOs probably tend to have these traits and, you know, people who really have high mm, society jobs, I guess, just because that that's how you get to where it'd be a certain, you know, a leader in some sense. Now, I'm not saying it's valid, but I'm just saying a lot of these or a lot of people have done or are doing studies just talking about it, that you have to have these persistent or certain traits in order to become 
at a certain or the top of your game in life, I guess. So, but yeah, I was just wondering if you kind of thought that the, those people were kind of, you, you saw that in, I guess. Well, they definitely, yeah, like they definitely had like some leadership, but I feel like I've seen people with narcissism. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I would never follow that person. You know, I would never want that person as my CEO. I would never take that person's advice. Um, you know, so I don't know exactly what the other two are. Um, I'm going to have to look them up, but I'll, I'll, I'll take a look into them and, um, uh, maybe you can put it in the comments. Yeah. No, there's psychopathy, psychopathy is this where you can't empathize with people where you don't really care about their feelings or whatever. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't think that any of those traits are, are things that, uh, you know, I have some some great some great friends and I have I know some people, you know, who are very successful for themselves. And I would not say that they have any of those traits mm-hmm. and I still am influenced by them in a positive way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Okay, that makes sense. Well, all right. Well, let's get off the cult talk then. Anyway, so we beat that one up a little bit. But so, what is our your mind reprogrammer? Is that what you said? Yeah. So, all right. So, tell me about this. How did this come about, and how did you get involved in this, and exactly what is it? I guess. So when I, so mind reprogramming is the mass override of outdated cells in your body okay. and outdated. Excuse me, like vibrations that have attached themselves to you so we're made of like 78 percent water or whatever that is and when you if you have two piles of water and you say something mean to this one and you put it under a microscope it's going to have a different vibration and array than this one if you speak love into it so they'll come out as two different things. And this is called like the, the snowflake experiment or something. You can look it up on Google. Um, and then, so if, if we're made up of matter and we're made up of 78% water and we're constantly, we have like a million thoughts going through our heads on a sure. daily basis. All of these thoughts are programming into our cells, programming into our water and our water holds it. It holds that vibration and it holds that identity. So mind reprogramming is just mass overriding all of those outdated things for who you thought that you were and turning you into your innate version of who you were meant to be on this earth. Rich as fuck, happy as fuck, beautiful, you know, loving, loved, compassionate, all of those things. So I built my program all around um, when I came home. I was having PTSD from the cult. Um, It was really, really bad. So 
I, my mom gave me the book, The Secret. Um, so that's by Rhonda Byrne. Okay. And it's, it's about the law of attraction. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I, I like fell so deep into that fucking book. Um, I, that something ticked in my brain and I was never the same. Um, so once that kind of got the ball rolling, once that momentum started going, I, I started thinking to myself, how am I going to put myself back together after Mm -hmm. all of this? How, how am I going to do this? I went to a psychologist and she's trying to give me pills to where I stay out of the sun and I can't drink. And I'm like, bitch, I'm 21 years old. <laughs> like it's the summer. I just went through something <laughs> dramatic. I want to go to the beach with my friends. Yeah. So the little friends that I had left. And so I walked out of her office. I told her I was going to heal myself okay. and I did. <laughs> so I, I went through my past. Um, I went through my entire past life. I went through my friends. I went through every situation. I went through every thought. I went through every repetitive pattern. I went through my entire life. And then I went through who I was now. So I went through my friends now I, at that time, four years ago. I went through, um, you know, the current thoughts in my head. I went through my habits. I went through everything. And then I went through what I wanted in my future. And I created the habits. I created all of that. So the past, the present, the future, they all came together as one. And I started to finally understand myself for who I was. And when that happened, I was like, the game is over. The game is over. I am winning. I am born to win. I know who I am. Nobody can ever hurt me again. Nobody can ever harm me again. I'm never going to harm myself again. I can't fuck up because everything that I do is driving me to my life of wealth in all areas. There is nothing that I cannot do that won't drive me to wealth in all areas. Like, and I believe that full heartedly, wholeheartedly because I know myself. So that's how I reprogrammed my mind and that's what reprogramming is. Mind reprogramming. Okay. I kind of figured that's what it was, but, um, I wasn't hundred percent sure. You know, and I've read a little bit, speaking of law of attraction and universal law and all that, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but I still, but I might be leaning. I think now that having conversations with people like you and doing some reading that there is something to it just because that, yeah. you know, the thoughts that you're putting out there and not only externally, but internally, it does change the way that obviously how you feel and what the situations you're putting yourself in. And, you know, I guess opportunities that you might be given in life just because, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're always thinking negatively and having these negative thoughts about yourself and you're probably going to join up with the wrong crowd and you're only going to attract those type of people, it seems like. Right. I mean, to me. So if you surround yourself and you know, change the way your mind's thinking about yourself and others and life and everything that you actually put yourself in better situations and, you know, what you put out there that you are getting back in some form. And I used to kind of go around like, oh, that's kind of this hippy dippy bullshit or whatever. But um, now there's something to it, I think, you know. The more I the more I think about it, the more I kind of, you know, sit and just kind of reflect on it. I do feel there's something to it. I don't know what it is, but there's um, got to be something. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting because if you take a look at natural law and you take a look at so the law of manifestation, it's not the only natural law. There are 12 and the law of compensation is what you were just talking about um, and kind of like the law of cause and effect. So it's like whatever you do will have a so the law of compensation says that whatever you do, you will be compensated. Mm. It's 
the laws of nature, you will be compensated for what you are doing. And then the law of cause and effect says that whatever you do does have a, a, a an effect. It will have an effect. Um, so when you go back and you look into your past and you take it in with natural law, you see the laws playing out in your life, which gives you faith in the natural law, which gives you then faith in your own abilities, which then makes you almost indestructible moving forward because you know the ways of the universe. You know the, the natural laws and you know yourself because you went through your past. So that's how that can tie in together by, by studying natural law. Ah, okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, you know, and I do, you know, I do think that you do, yeah, what you do put out there, you do get back. But I also think that you just can't sit around and just manufacture things in your brain. That you also have to have some type of discipline and actually get out there and put the work to it. You know, I don't want to be misleading to say that. I think you sit in a room all day and think positive that you're going to get a million dollars fall on your lap. You actually got to get out there and do something to it about about it too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't dream all day of, of being on Chris Scheller's podcast <laughs> and never message Chris Scheller to find me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where a lot of the, um, the pushback you get because people will say that, Oh yeah, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking about it all day and I don't understand why it didn't happen, you know, and I was doing everything right. And, oh, and then they, you know, go down this downward spiral and get into negativity and this leads them into a, a bad situation. It was like, well, you got, there's a little work too. You got to, you know, do, you know, you just can't sit around and, you know, which I'm not, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't want to butcher this up too bad or whatever, but yeah, I mean, you just gotta do some, you gotta do some type of work, you know, even like, you know, for me, like, all right. So, um, do you know what Murph is? No. Okay. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. So, uh, I'm getting ready to do that this morning. This is why after this, what I'm going to, but it's a, it's a workout. You have to run a mile, do a hundred pushups. No, yeah, no, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and run another mile and be done, right? Okay. So I guess my point is that you just can't sit around and, you know, do nothing for six weeks and then say, all right, on Memorial Day, I want to go do Murph and fucking crush it. But because, you know, that's a, it's a really, really intense workout, and you're going to get wally-whopped on it. Wally-whopped? Why did I say that word? That's a stupid word. <laughs> but you're going to get crushed on it. <laughs> and... um yeah. So part of it is, yeah, that was my whole point that you got to be, you can think great, be positive, put stuff out there, but you got to do some type of work. There we go. Boom. So anyway, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's 100% true. And I think that what most people don't understand yet. So, so I read something in a book, um, not to, no, I think I read it actually like two and a half, three years ago. It has stuck with me ever since. And it's, um, you know what? I forgot it, but I'll just keep going on because I remember That's the other. That's okay. Um, so I do it all the time. But you just expect yourself to change mm -hmm. when you've been programmed for 21 years or 20 years a specific way. You have so much strength in your specific beliefs. You have so much strength in your specific patterns and your specific ways of being and thinking that you you think that if you just do a manifestation or you do a meditation, you know, and, and maybe you do this for six months that you're going to change. You're not. And, you know, uh, just to make a, a nice, so, uh, I've always been very skinny and I was even skinnier when I was on drugs, mm -hmm. but because my mind wasn't strong enough, everybody made me think that I was too skinny. So when I got off the drugs 
and because I quit them cold turkey. Um, I really just there. Thanks. And um, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I ate a lot of food. I ate so much freaking food and I gained like 25 pounds. Okay. So for me, that's a lot. I was like 148 pounds, like 150 pounds. I wanted to be a model. And it was like, like six months or like a year later. And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) No. So that was back in, I think I was still, I was still 21 when I had gained all that weight. So it was probably like not later or something like that. And today, today, okay. So that was when I was 21. I'm 25 right now. It took me four years, four full years to get my body actually how I want it to be. So like I had been working out every day, you know, I had been running and sure that's great and everything, but like, you can't just work out and expect your body to look how you want it. Mm -hmm. You have to work at it. And it took me four years to get here. And, um, it's the same thing with the mind. You can't just, you know, do a little bit of work here and a little bit of work there. You have to constantly, it depends on how bad you want it. You have to constantly be the person in control of your mind. And that's scary when you haven't done it in so long, but it doesn't have to be. When you, when you wake up in the morning, I mean, do you do something special, like as part of your routine to, you know, stay positive and stay on the ground, like you're saying, and, you know, keep moving forward rather than just, or is it easily for you, for your mind to go, oh, why don't we just do, you know, go back uh, the way things were a couple of years ago. It was easier. You know, why do we have to get out of bed? you know, or do you yeah. see that? Or if you beat that so much out of yourself, it's like, nah, nah, bro, we're good, man. <laughs> I've definitely beat it so much out of myself that I'm like, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Like, would you, yeah, you, cause you, you, would you say you hit rock bottom and that's when you decided that, Hey, we got, we got to go back up here. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It was like worse than rock bottom. I was like Ooh. in the flames of hell. Ooh. Yeah. See, I get, I'm just why I love stories like that. Like people who, you know, find rock bottom or the flames of hell, like you just said, and they just, you know, finally realize it, then just get back up and said, all right, we got to start moving forward here. It's going to suck. It's going to, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take a while, but I don't like where I'm at. So I got to do something to change it. And you yeah. know, I feel like a lot of people get in these negative comfort zones and they go down these roads and, you know, they don't ask questions and they just keep moving along and they don't decide to do anything because they're like, oh, well, it's too late to change it now. And, you know, what's the point? And, but there is a point, you know, I mean, so if you don't like where you're at, you know, if you don't like where the conversation's going or anything, change it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know if I may, I might mm-hmm. be making that sound easier said than done, but you know, you got to do something, bro. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. Just, I don't, I guess it's just the way, you know, I've always seen things that, you know, if you really want something in life and you, if you want to make a change that you just got to go out there and do it and don't worry about what other people are saying and don't worry about how things are going to be. If you just stick to your goal, eventually good things happen, hopefully. So I don't know. Well, that's a nice mindset to grow up in. And I mean, during the pandemic, I'll just tell you what I was doing. I would drink like two bottles of wine a day nice. um, and watch movies all day. Well, it's easy. Working Instacart. Um, but you're the second person that I've talked to in the past two weeks that said, um, well, 
you know, it was the pandemic and I couldn't think of anything better to do other than start a business or start a podcast. And I'm like, that's amazing. You know, so many people were, you know, like me, I mean, I was still productive, granted, but you know, I wasn't out here making big moves, like starting a podcast, you know, or starting, um, getting into crypto or, or things like that. You know? So I think that that's, I love hearing what people did during COVID because I think it gives them a great idea of their mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so easy to do just because, you know, in modern times, obviously you can just sit down and crush two bottles of wine and go through movies and TV shows and less than, you know, no time. You don't even realize what, you know, how much time went by, you know, I watched three episodes of stranger things last night and, you know, and like that was kind of like, Oh, okay. I know I'm cool. I can sit here and relax. But, uh, but also there's this part of me that, you know, I like being active and I like doing things. And, um, and that was kind of one of the pros too. Like you, you talk about starting a business or crypto or whatever for the pandemic that, you know, a lot of us are going through life on momentum. I felt like I was anyway. And that when everything kind of came to a complete stop, you actually got time to sit back and go, Ooh, you know, is this kind of where, what I had planned? Is this uh, where I saw myself going? I mean, is this, you know, where I want my, road to keep going down and that was a lot of it a lot of it for me because you know i was you know being a single guy during the pandemic wasn't a lot of fun i mean i got two little dogs back here but um, <laughs> but other than that i mean it's just uh yeah a lot of self-reflection you could just kind of figure out like okay maybe let's let's change a couple things and and I'm, I'm pretty i'm not saying i was in a bad way by anything or by any means but it was just kind of like mm, i feel like i could be doing something else and there's always room for improvement i guess and that's what you know kind of what i wanted to do you know i like doing I like doing hard things and challenging myself. And this is kind of what this, this whole podcast is just to see how far I can go. Like I was talking about earlier and see where it can take me. Cause I have this goal that I kind of want to be Centurion live to hundred years old. And I don't know if that'll happen based on Fuck yeah. It'll my, family, happen. my family genetics and stuff, but, um, but yeah, I hope it does. Fuck yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, there, like my point was that, you know, sometimes you have to challenge yourself in small, either small ways or big ways. And just to keep yourself active and going and see, we'll find out what you're made of and see what you can push through and, and yeah. And fucking ball out like that, I guess. <laughs> oh, so that was a little bit of a rant, but yeah, that's kind of my, I guess my small philosophy on life and stuff right now. I don't know. I like it. And cool. it's definitely a great philosophy for life when you're, you know, when you're, when you take that, tiny little action every day like it amounts to so much so like if you're you know extremely overweight and you really want to shed that weight you know start with walking to the end of the block and walking back so a hundred times on here yeah definitely like don't feel ashamed of who you are listen we have all been programmed in a specific way in a way that we don't want to be programmed. Okay, mm. that's just life. We were raised by people who were still learning, just like our children will be raised by us who are still learning. Mm-hmm. So everybody is programmed in a specific way. Like, stop feeling ashamed for not being where other people are and start getting excited that you are moving towards that. Start getting excited that you have a goal now in life, that you have something that you are working toward. And you gotta look yourself in the mirror and you gotta say, I commit to this. 
you say, I, you say your name and you say, I vow that I am doing this. And you're not telling the world this, you're not telling your mom this, you're not telling your, your best friend, you're telling this to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the person that matters. Fuck what everybody else says. So yeah, you're, that's a great philosophy. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, somebody told me on here that um, you talk to yourself more than you, any other person throughout your life. And so, and this is mm-hmm. going back on what you're talking about, reprogramming the brain and stuff. Yeah. What you're telling yourself internally plays a huge factor. I once did this, uh, I was at a conference or something for work. I can't remember what it was. And the keynote speaker did this whole stupid thing. And, I, and I've said it on here too, folks. So sorry if I'm saying it again, but um, how did it go? So he, he called somebody up from the audience, right? And he said, all right, you know, he put his arm out like that. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're a pretty strong guy. You can hold your arm up. And so um, he goes, I want you to tell yourself I'm weak five times. So the guy goes, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, you know, or whatever. And the keynote speaker took his arm and just like pushed it down and it instantly just went down immediately. And his whole message was, yeah, see, I mean, just that, and which I don't know if that was stage or not. I don't think it was, but mm-hmm. I feel like it wouldn't have been, but I was like, but it, even if it was still just telling yourself that you're weak all the time, your body's going to start to realize that and start to feel that. And you're, it's going to reflect, you know, even because Sometimes during my workouts and my competitions and stuff, I start to get like that or whatever. It's a little bit of imposter syndrome. But if I just redo a 180 on that and just tell myself, you're fine, dude, you're good. You want to crush this no matter what. It's instantly a complete vibe change. And it's just the energy changes in my head and the workout gets different and boom. And then I just made some magic, hopefully. So, yeah. But, yeah, the key is, is don't, yeah, just don't talk negative about yourself. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't doubt yourself. Doubt kills. There we go. <laughs> doubt what doubt kills i heard that somewhere and it just stays oh. with me <laughs> funny yeah yeah um uh on our podcast i have my own podcast with um a guy named robert from california who is um also a mind coach we had this woman on um and she was talking about uh kind of like loving yourself and like mm-hmm. love yourself first Um, and we got into the conversation of talking to yourself kindly and for the past, like five months, I've been experimenting with a different perspective of it because you know, they tell you with like declarations and affirmations, you know, to repeat, like, I'm beautiful. I'm loved. I'm beautiful. I'm loved like that. And don't get me wrong. That was the very first step in me reprogramming my mind but now I'm further along and when you talk to yourself kindly it's almost like so me I'm a really kind person I love giving people genuine compliment compliments I like love loving on you right so when you take that into perspective of yourself right so it's like oh Chris looks great against this red background he's got this cool (laughs) hat on he's got a sweet smile He's got his nose is half in the light and it's half in the shade. So it looks great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, we've got great, you know, shadows going on. Right. So people can so easily say that to, you know, the person that's standing in front of them, Mm -hmm. but take it into account of yourself and you say, and you, you take yourself outside of your body. And I look at myself as if I were looking at you and I say, wow, you did a really great job. Like you fucking killed it. 
and uh, you look really beautiful today. Holy shit. Like your hair is amazing. Your lipstick is on point. And this is how I would talk to somebody else. So I say these things to myself and it's a completely different feeling of love for yourself than, than I swear, like any other way that they might be teaching you out there. Mm-hmm. No, just, just touching on that, you know, when I put on a power or suit, you know, in a tie, I have a complete, you know, energy rejuvenation <laughs> or whatever. And I have this whole new confidence and, you know, I'll say arrogance too, I guess, but you know, I'm even walking back with my shoulders even further back, you just feel good. You know, you're like, oh, got a good soda on. Someone just complimented me on it. And like, you know, and it's just, it's, yeah, there's just something to it, man. It's just, yeah. And you just keep going with that mindset, man. It's powerful stuff. And I love it. Yeah. yeah. It kind of makes me wish that, We'd go back into like the I don't even know the 40s and 50s when everybody wore like ties all the time and you know, yeah just to go into the grocery store you dressed up you know rather than just put on a t-shirt and shorts it was it was cool it was a cool cool era I don't know if I should do you ever feel that here's a good question do you ever feel that uh you know like other eras or civilizations or something kind of speak to you and like ooh maybe that was like in a past life I should have been or I was part of a, the Egyptian culture or something like that. Does that kind of make sense what I'm asking? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My personal is the medieval. I like the medieval times. Ooh, why is that? Um, I like what they wore. Oh. I love that they were always dressed up. I love that they had these corsets and, and things like that. And um, I just think that it was a a cool time. Sure, it was quite, quite ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, days but I, I i just there's something about it that i love yeah just yeah some of it just kind of speaks to me a little bit and just um it's like i don't know if it was you know like i said something about my past life but there is or is it just interesting because i don't really know a lot about it and it's cool to talk about it's just because you know part of it you know like, like the egyptians the romans the greeks they all had their different gods and stuff it's like why do they all have their own kind of the same god but a different name or whatever and i don't know maybe that's just part of it it's just just interesting i guess but yeah i don't know if i ever could say that one i have one over the other but i don't know huh are you saying you're interested in it um you're interested in the egyptian times because of the different gods or well yeah well no no i'm just saying in general just because you know so yeah so just because i didn't realize the egyptians had basically their own form of gods like how greece had zeus and all them Yeah. yeah and so part of it was kind of like ooh, let me check this out why do they have this and why does Greece have that? Then why does, you know, I think Roman, the Romans kind of took a little bit from each one and made their own stuff. And it was just interesting, you know? So, but yeah, part of it is just like, I wonder if this is like, you know, part of me, like in a past life, was I interested in this or was I somehow like, what made me more interested in this and compared to the others? Cause I used to not really like other stuff. I'm kind of like, whatever, that's fine. You know, I don't care about that. You know, like anything under the ocean, like was Atlantis there? I don't know. Maybe who cares? <laughs> be cool though i guess i kind of care now now i kind of want to know but i don't know but anyway um first i'm kind of rambling my thoughts here so uh let's take this home on that like on some good notes here so people want to find you find the podcast all that stuff feel free to plug it away all right so i am on instagram at soul designed future that's also my tiktok um and my youtube as well Mm. and yeah, my name is Kira Carlin. I'm a self-mastery mentor and I help you reprogram your mind for wealth in all areas. So, you know, you get rich the right way um, as opposed to getting rich and like just 
being grumpy or being lonely or being sad or holding too much grief or, you know, I want you to have it all. So those are my um, social medias. And I'm also hosting a manifestation webinar right now. Uh, you can access the recording for $100 and it's going to relaunch for 500 in the coming weeks. So if I were you, I would get that now. Um, it's fucking mind blowing. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for being here. I mean, this was some um, sharing your story with me. This was uh, good to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. Okay. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Be good to yourselves. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.